This podcast is brought to you by The Healthy Hub. Hello guys, um, and welcome to another episode of the Just to Kick It is a Blessing podcast um, with your host Keith Tupagatiramu. Today is a very, very, very special day. Ever since I came up with the idea of this podcast, this is a guest I've always wanted to have on the podcast. And finally, he's here in studio with me. So without further ado, I will let him introduce himself. Um, hey, what's up, man? Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, great pleasure. Uh, my name is uh, Kagwe Kibugu or Kagwe Kifogo, depending on how you'd like to pronounce it. Uh, I'm a banker. I uh, TikTok sometimes. Um, but all in all, happy to be here and um, excited to have a good conversation. Yeah, bro. Tell us, first of all, um, I think the other day I saw one of your TikToks. is like, now I'm 30 and people are still asking if I still want to do TikTok. Well, what was that about? <laughs> no, you know what's so funny is that when I started doing TikToks over COVID, mm-hmm. guys were like, uh, Kagwe, you know, what the hell are you doing, man? Yeah. Um, but once like you get into it and you start to enjoy it, I think it's more of like a lifetime journey instead of just a part-time thing. Well, if you enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh but yeah, I'm not going anywhere, man. <laughs> not as long as I can uh, TikTok. We're going to TikTok. That's a nice thing to hear. Yeah. Um and even before we dive into our conversation, I just wanted to ask you. You said people were asking you what were you doing, mm. but you still chose some to do something you love. How was that? Um I mean, sometimes it's different, but uh, at the end of the day, you can't stop yourself from doing the things that you enjoy, you know. As long as you enjoy them, it's easier to to do them, you know, uh, often to do them well, to take time to think about, you know, what type of quality you want to produce. Um, but yeah, it's just uh, just being able to stay true to, you know, what you enjoy doing and not what not caring per se about what other people think. Yeah, so um, for the audience tuning in today, me and Kagwe plan to have a conversation around men and, you know, and mental health and, you know, progressing in life. So um, previously a man was defined as, you know, strong provider, you know, that guy. But what's your description of a man? Um, I, I, I think a man today is still uh, a strong individual, um, a, a person who's a provider. Um, but at the same time, I also think a man today is very cognizant about the things that are going on. Um, very emotional, uh, emotionally aware, um, and also very um, em- empathetic. I, I would say to relationships and to the people he cares about. Um, I think over over time and in past generations, it would be tough to find a man who um, was very in tune with their emotions. Um, but I, I, I think these days we are seeing young young men who are coming up and are able to express themselves, who want to who want to communicate. And um, I, I think it's slowly creating a better, um, a better environment for for us all. Yeah. yeah. Um. Despite what you've shared and what you've described, why do you think that it's still men out there committing more suicides? Um. I mean, there's no hiding from the fact that guys are under under pressure, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guys, guys are under pressure. Um. And 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 it and it's tough because you know, especially now the world that we live in, um, we have social media. We have uh, people who are perceiving to to look like they're doing very well in life, and then we naturally have the the, the the periods where we compare ourselves to how our fellow men are doing, you know. And not only does that co- cause innate pressure, it also causes like uh, 
peer pressure around you, you know, family pressure, etc. So I think a lot of men are suffering because uh, guys, guys, guys aren't talking. We still have that stigma of um, of, um, of of not being able to uh, communicate, express yourself, not being able to say that you need help, that you're suffering from X, Y, and Z. Um, and and also not being able to have avenues to earn money, uh, which is a big, a big, a big source of pressure. Big source of pressure. Um, and also mental health generally. You know, guys are suffering with different issues. Um, for instance, in our society, it's very hard to come out as gay. Yeah. And um, um, for for guys who who are struggling to come out, for instance, I'm just presu- presuming based on my experience. Um, you know, th- basically, there's a lot of pressure that our society withheld withholds. Um, but I, I'm, I'm hopeful that you know that that will change slowly by slowly. Yeah. Or it is changing slowly by slowly. In yeah. one of your things that you've said, you've talked about not being able to, you know, talk to friends. For you, have you been able to talk to your friends? And what kind of environment or atmosphere have they built around you to be able to communicate with them? Um, yeah, I mean, I I have a, a close group of friends that um, we we tend to meet up maybe once or twice a week. Thursdays and Saturdays. And um, what we do is we basically just have conversations about how our week has been, what is going on, our private lives. Um, but before COVID, I would say we didn't have that per se to that extent because um, during that period of time, everyone was caught up with their life. But over COVID, there were a lot of things that came up, you know, mental health, people being stuck in the house, having to deal with different issues um, and also people growing in different ways. So, we basically have created an environment where we allow ourselves to be vulnerable um, uh, and we allow ourselves to speak about what issues we're going through, um, whether it's through humor, you know, yeah. whether it's having a drink um, and, and, and just elaborating more. But um, that's the kind of space that, sorry, we've created in order for us to be vulnerable and to sort of uh, keep that healthy relationship and friendship going. And now that you've created such a space, do you notice the difference in your life or in your part, your friends' lives? Yeah, hundred um, percent. I I've, I have friends that um, were not very expressive before. Yeah, and now they're extremely expressive, especially in terms of, for instance, if you know we're besties and or best friends or whatever, and I happen to wrong you. Yeah. There's sometimes you just go, you just keep quiet and be like, ah, that guy's just whatever. Yeah, but now it's more of like, yo, bro, I don't like that you've done X, Y, and Z. And you know, that makes it more healthy because it stops me from from crossing a boundary that perhaps you don't like, you know? But also just being more expressive in terms of um, needing things, needing help, assistance, um, asking for advice if it's a, a babe that you're with, you know, how to deal with certain circumstances and relationships. Um so that's just basically um, the growth that we've we've created or tried to create uh, within our friendships. Wow! Yeah, man. That's. Um, I hope the people listening actually you know take advantage of it, and even for that's. I think that's something that I'd also like to create because you actually never know what you know anyone's going through, and these days I realize people are going you know through a lot, but mm. there's no such avenues you know to share. Yeah. Um, and you know that like brings me to my next question. So. You said that space is safe enough. You know, is it safe enough that one of you has ever even cried? Um, I, mean, the boys. <laughs> I, I don't think it's gone to that point, to be honest yeah. with you. Um, no, not that I can recall. No, no, I wouldn't say it has. Yeah. Uh, but I wouldn't be shy from sharing if it ever did. And I would probably be the first one to say that I am the one who did. Yeah. But um, 
But no, we haven't gotten to that point. We've just been extremely like um just open with each other, you know, and we try and do it as often as we can. Um yeah, and, and just be keep it as real as 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 we can, but um sharing emotions we definitely do that. Yeah. In a close space because we feel like if you don't create that environment within ourselves, who else are we going to do that with? You know? Um so yeah, we've created a good bo- a good bond through um just being good buddies. Yeah. Um okay so away from that and I want to ask you when you look at it um what do you think is the difference between generations and men so I'll tell you maybe your grandfather how your dad grew up and now you what do you think is the difference and what do you think is really affecting our age group as men because they they seemed to have unless not maybe we don't know because it's not documented or yeah. anything yeah. but they seem to have a little less problems um i i think they have problems i think they're just very good at not showing them yeah and <laughs> if they do i i think they're also good at very, at hiding them through um different behaviors so i have a theory um there are three generations that we've come from since independence the guys who fought for independence yeah. there's our parents and then now there's there's us yeah. sort of sort of so you have the guys who fought for independence came from a very hard 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 background then you have the second so you have the generation that 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 follows them that perhaps never grew up with their parents you know what i mean because their parents were fighting for independence and to see were in the bush that this is my theory yeah. and then um you have that generation who are raised with a lot of trauma you know they were it was very it was very common to be whooped thoroughly you know even me i was whooped thoroughly right yeah <laughs> but then in our generation um we've been lucky to have um movements that has that have created um um a, an environment where you know for instance the me too movement where women are now starting to speak up for themselves for all the all, all the situations that you know they've gone through that they're you know trying to fight against and rightly so um and through all these moving dynamics and this trauma we have created a generation now where um though there are a lot of conflicting sort of um uh, situations that 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 are challenging the norm of the of how men are supposed to act and how women are supposed to act um i think in uh, in in hindsight it's creating a a, a better generation to come yeah yeah because we're now actually dealing with the issues that we are facing um in men in particular I also think that we're trying to adjust to the to the to the to the to the ladies who no longer will keep quiet about their you know their roles and you know what they want and you know and and that's great um but yeah all in all I I think that as long as we're able to to overcome and sort of understand what sort of uh, environment we're trying to build the better it would be for the generations to come you brought in a very important aspect into the conversation women and yeah. we'll get to that yeah but before we get to that i wanted to ask you you've brought in a very important point of our grandparents were fighting for independence mm. our parents you know most of them grew up without parents or just received independence so it was a bit of a okay life yeah but then there's us yeah yeah and when i had this conversation with my dad just briefly about what i was coming to talk to you about today He told me you see those guys they had something to fight for independence when you look at your parents or our parents they had something to fight for the end of poverty mm. a, a better life but when you look at our generation what are we really fighting for do you think that's our problem 
Um, I know. I think I think we have a lot that we are fighting for. Number one, um, just to expand on your point, I think poverty is a fight that you will never stop fighting. Yeah. Um, no matter what you've been blessed with, um, it can still come to an end very quickly. Yes. Right. I mean, even though you have millions of shillings, you still need to utilize or build the right mind to continue to build more millions. Right. Otherwise, it will, it will, you know, finish in in a year or so. And number two, I also think that. We have, for instance, political arenas whereby we are trying to change the narrative. You know, we're trying to create a, a a political system that is fair for us all, that gives us all an equal chance. You know, we're trying to create more opportunities for um, our sons and our and our kids to be able to have employment for a better Kenya. You know, um, so I think just in terms of fighting for um, fighting for something, I think that also boils down to you independently. I'm sure you have. There's a reason you wake up every morning, right? Yes. I'm sure it's just not money. No. I'm sure there's some sort of legacy you'd like to build, yeah. some sort of dream that you have. Um so I think fight the the, the fight is independent. Um but I definitely think that's a good question man holistically. It'd be interesting to see what like what we're all fighting towards uh not just as individuals but also as a country. Yeah. yeah. As a generation. Yeah, Again, even as ge- as a generation, yeah. very true. Um you brought in another important aspect into the conversation and that was kids. Mm. Yes. Mm. If you ask yourself, yeah. Um our parents had kids at very young age. So there was that sort of purpose. Someone you're living for other than you. You get? But these days I can decide to stay at home and not do anything the whole day because there's no baby Tupac running around like you know there's no sense of duty and purpose and do you think that also affects us as a generation. Um That's, that's interesting. Um, it, I I I don't know how it would affect us, but I do think if this answers your question that we are having children a lot later in life. Yeah. Um at at 28, 29, 27, uh, our parents were already having kids, right? right. Or or getting married yeah. because culturally that was a norm. And also culture was a a characteristic that was very strong in that point in time. Right now, culture still exists. I mean, you still go for your show, but you can't speak Kikuyu. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I know too. So like we will there there are forms of culture that are still there, but the strongest element that keeps us there is perhaps missing. Yeah. Um I, that that's a good or bad thing depending on how you take it. Um but I I I do think we are also having children later in life because we are also more um aware of of the repercussions that come with having kids. Um you know trying to be financially solid, trying to be um trying to have a vision, you know, trying to have a house, a car, you know, just making sure the environment is right. Yeah. Whereas perhaps they just brought them in and said shida badai, you know. Yeah. Um So I definitely do think our mentality to, mentality has changed towards having kids. And I I I mean depending on how how you envision your life, um you'll figure out when the right time to have a kid is. That's true. Yeah. That's yeah. my belief, I think. Yeah. There is considering you're a banker and everything, there's something you've constantly talked about, finances. Yeah. Yeah. And there's this common phrase that goes around saying a man is his money. Mm. What do you think? Um you know I was actually thinking about that point the whole night dude. Yeah. Um to be honest a man is actually his chums man. Let me let me not even lie to you. Like uh money is not everything. 
I think there's a Kanye, there's a Kanye West line. I can't remember what it is. Yeah. But anyway, he basically talks about how people know money say that money is and everything. Some 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 Drake like actually also says that in one of his songs. Is it? Huh? Yeah. Yeah, my. Did I just quote Kanye fast over Drake? <laughs> but but <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I think money is very important, man. Um I I think as a I think the leader of the house, the provider, um if if you are a big brother, you know, um, I think it's very important that you're able to build your finances. Um and and we see that every day. You know, even even the club, you you're, uh, being in the club is a good example. You know, when you go to the club, and um, one of the things that are, is very evident about men, particularly um, uh, men who are alpha males, right? Yeah, is how th- what they consider their expenditure in the club. I'm sure we've all seen that. Have you not all seen that? Yeah. You all see that am I the only one who's wrong? <laughs> when you go to a table where guys are spending like 500 Gs in the club, you know? Um, oh, anyway, that's not a good example. But a man are definitely, a man is his tombs. You you definitely need a good source of, of, of finances to be able to be comfortable as a man. Otherwise, uh, it'd be very difficult for you. You see, and you you see difficult money. But anyways, what I wanted to ask you was... Um, One of my guests came here I think last year and he brought in a very important point something I'd never ever thought about. Yeah. He said um a, a woman is born with some sense of value because she could deliver a baby and she's already you know she could be good looking or you know take care of the house and everything but a man is born with no sense of value. As a man you can either gather value by money, power or status. What do you think about that? Wow, bro. Please repeat that question. So <laughs> please repeat that question. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's a deep question. Yes, uh, so he came uh, and said, you see uh, as a woman, you're born with some sense of value. Yes? Because you're already born with the f- mere fact that you could bring someone else into the world. And I don't think there's any greater gift than that. Yeah. Yeah. But as a man, you're born with very little value. You can only acquire your value through money, power, or status what do you think about that what, 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 uh, what do you think about that question what did you answer to that for me when i look at it i think it's true like and that's why because even how we grow up if you get a girl mm. the first thing when a girl falls is come here baby mm. it's okay cry it's okay cry then you rub her you know but the first thing you're telling the man is be strong so first of all he grows up with no affirmations mm. yeah so even his own life is looking tough you know and you, you if you look at it look at how you treat maybe your baby nephews to your baby nieces it's totally yeah, it's totally different it's totally very different true. you get yeah and but once you know the guy is smart you know once he starts acquiring things that he's not innately born with is now when you start recognizing him so are you, are you saying that a man is is not born with any value i'm saying that he compared to the woman the value is much less and i think we keep on But isn't there value in being able to um go and work to acquire that power, that wealth and that status? There is. So what would you categorize that value as? It's a good question and that's why you're here. But now let's talk about no, I'm just trying to break down the question yeah. because um there is value in working for the, that. Yeah, and and that's an innate value, right? To be able to aggression or ego or whatever you'd call it right yeah. there, there must be something that we are born with that makes us be able to be relentless in our pursuit to make money to earn status and to build power 
right? And and though we may not be or have not been um, reinforced in terms of, you know, like you can be everything you want, you know, yeah. there's still something that 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 the strength. Yeah, I, I wouldn't know how to categorize that that value, but I definitely do not think that we are not born with any value. No, I thought that we're not born with any value. There is some sort of value because even at the end of the day, it takes two to take a child. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So there yeah. is some value in even that person. But you see, I like for me when I looked at that point, I was like, for women, there's slightly, you know, higher, you know, value. And mm. I, I would definitely agree that. I mean the instances that you know uh, women do have that sixth 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 sense and and are nurturers but at the same time we're also hunters yeah we are, when we've naturally been hunters since since the beginning of time so I'm definitely sure that there is a value there that maybe we can't categorize right now put a finger on that um still makes us extremely valuable yeah yeah um but we definitely have to come back to that question Yeah no we ask around I'll ask around uh, definitely and we can have another sit down soon yeah and we could discuss that you know yeah, 100%. that's a good point you know yeah um and that brings me to my next question is as I was you know researching on this topic and per se I came across a phrase that says the girl child was raised mm. but the the boy child was left to grow mm. and that's one thing that's now started to affect this mental space what do you think about that i i 100% agree that uh, that quote yeah. um especially um growing up personally um the ladies were always nurtured taken care of everything they gave it everything you know even you look at the way my parents you know took care of my sister is that she was nurtured me i was whooped you know i i learned i was thrown out to go and you know go and do things myself um i mean but at, at the end of the day i think as a big part of being a good parent is being able to balance that yeah um and i think that's something our generation is starting to learn i'm sure if you have kids inshallah we have kids or anyone in this room has kids you'll be trying to empower them um Equally. yeah uh, in, you know in a balanced in a balanced manner um and 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 that's but i definitely agree with the term that um we have definitely been thrown into the world to go and figure it out um which i think is very unfair personally speaking because there are a lot of kids that are born who are talented who, who have maybe a special sort of talent you know um but it can't be nurtured because they've been abused their whole childhood you know so they grew up with a lot of trauma and that trauma eventually builds into other things um so I think you know now as as aware um young young men and and young and young women we should be able to balance that that um that influence on our kids yeah moving forward <clears throat> and like you see what you said is re- a really good point um the fact that the you know the boy child was thrown out was you know kicked out was told now you've been you've studied you go out there and leave yeah you know yeah you get go yeah. get your own family yeah now. yeah we can't be too many it can't be you <laughs> know actually exactly what i was told you in quarantine yeah you can't be too many yeah in bro we're too many in this house man you have to go find your own place dude you have to go find your own place <laughs> thought i'd be there forever i have no coffee even me the other day my dad called me he's uh, like yo um, uh, come we have coffee uh, so i'm like hey, dad i have a meeting i need to do he's like no no listen here uh, when your dad calls you for coffee 
you come immediately. Mm. Or is that what he said? Yeah. Uh. So I'm like, oh, shit, let me just go for coffee. So I go for coffee. This guy starts, you know, small talk. Nini, so how's work? Nini, how's this? How's this? Nini. And the guy asks me, oh, so when are you ready to be a man? Mm. So I'm in my head, I'm like, what the hell does this nigga mean? Yeah. <laughs> Deep inside, I'm a man, you know, like, you know, like, I'm going through those weird men, you know, thing you get. So I'm like, <laughs> what's this guy asking me? You know? uh, so, it, yeah, so I'm like, yeah, what do you mean a man? You know, yeah. even my head, I'm thinking like all this man thoughts, you know, I'm a real nigga, you know. Mm-hmm. So, like, what do you mean a man? He's like, no, 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 you're not a man. I'm like, dad, what do you mean me? I'm a man. He's like, no, listen, yeah, a man has his own things. He has his own wife, his own house, and his own car. So, now you're ready to be a man. Yeah. I want you to give me an age and I want you to work towards yeah. it. Yeah. It's like, wow, that's crazy. But it's true, you know, my uncle told me the same thing when I was running for MCA. Yeah. Because I went to him and I tried to ask him for advice. And uh, he gave me fantastic advice. But one of the things he told me was, Kagwe, you know, when you're going to run for an MC, for uh, uh, whatever position in government, one of the first things they'll ask you is, where's your wife? Where's your house? So how if you don't have either of the two, yeah. like, what are you going to tell them? You're already losing votes there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's very interesting, uh, like, how those things are, uh, sort of associated with being a man, yeah, yeah, which is which is dope. Uh, to slide away from the conversation, and now that you've brought that in, yeah, um, yesterday I was listening to a podcast, definitely mm. one of the most powerful podcasts I've listened to. And guys, please, I suggest you listen to it. You know, I'll put the link down um on the video below. But so these two guys were having a conversation, and they were talking about we need to move away from this culture. For someone has to be with someone. Mm. Get. Mm. He's talked about loneliness versus solitude. Mm. Loneliness is a bad thing. It's a weakness. Yeah. But solitude is, you know, strength. Mm. But we've grown up in a culture or a society for where every important event or every important thing, you have to have a plus one. Think about it. Wedding. Do you have a mm. plus one? Mm. Graduation. Do you have a plus one? Mm. Prom. If you didn't have a date, they laughed at you. Mm, so facts. why is it that every event you know has to have someone else? Um, I I I think that's a a societal a societal pressure yeah. of 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 being happy, of of conforming to what society expects of 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 a man and and or woman or whatever of of, of being together of creating togetherness. Um, but I feel like it is perfectly fine to be single and to go to events alone. Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel like you should have any pressure, especially if, you know, you're, you're not in that space. You know, you haven't have happened, you haven't had, had, had the opportunity or the chance or been put in an environment to find somebody that you want to do these or have these intimate moments with. Um, and, I, and I think it's very wrong for society to continue to put that pressure on individuals. In fact, if anything, I think it creates uh, toxic relationships, you know, um so I, I i mean i i i hope that's something that's changing and, and and to answer your question i think that um in fact to throw it back to you what what, what do you think is is worse lo- loneliness or no the other word used what is that you solitude 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 is strong it yeah. means that you're enjoying time by yourself exactly you're reflecting <clears throat> that you're staying with your thoughts you know because even before i answer though they said there was a test that was done and people were asked, would you rather stay in your mind with your thoughts for 15 minutes or get shocked for a minute? And guys, 30% women said they'd rather get shocked. 60% men said they'd rather get shocked. 
you know. Interesting. So people are a lot more comfortable with being physically paid. Interesting. Yeah. And I found it such an interesting study because I was like is that how much you know we're running away from this? And uh, this is my opinion as well. When I looked at quarantine and people who had to stay like two weeks in a hotel alone, people said they were going crazy. You know, when for me personally, when I was locked away, that's the time I wrote thirty podcast episodes, some of which I've never released. Wow, yeah. that's brilliant, man! That's the time. You know, like I found like my life in Nairobi was moving too quick for me to control. Man, you get? You are hitting the nail. Now I've actually answered, I've actually understood your question. You get? Yeah, I understand your question. I feel like oh, yeah. by Thursday, my phone was ringing, what's the plan? Yeah. Friday again, I've woken up. Saturday, same thing. Yeah. Sunday, you get? Yeah. But when I was away, because I wasn't in Kenya around that, t- I mean, in Nairobi around that time, it gave me time, you know, I sat down and there was like this clear thinking like, I couldn't even explain it, you know. Yeah, when I started journaling, you know, mm. writing about okay, experience this and this today. Yeah, but on the other side, when I looked at even like my brother was going through quarantine, for him it was driving him nuts. I can't stay with my friends. I can't do this. I can't do this. And I never understood why. Mm. 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 But I guess we're all different at the same time. Actually, but yeah. We need to move away from Yes, we are society. Yes, we're social beings, but there's the power of being alone. You know, I, I actually I agree. Ten, like a thousand percent with what you said because even me personally now to answer your question covid is definitely the time i got to find out who i actually was yeah you know i always knew kago was xyz whatever whatever but i realized during covid is you know i actually blossomed like i'm not even trying to like that's when i i i started writing i got a couple of articles put on 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 uh, uh, business daily um i i started uh, journaling as well um i i got into this whole social media thing which i i turns out i really enjoy doing um i started reading again uh, like crazy um and then i realized that there's a lot of things also that i had put in the back burners that i probably didn't take enough time to you know to address like hang out with family yeah because before covid nairobi was moving crazy yeah you know what you're saying and people actually didn't have time to spend time with things that actually mattered and do do things that actually mattered you know like i realized i didn't know who my bro was you know mutai and joroge like i never used to spend time with them and my sister so during covid we became so tight and now you know we're trying to continue that sort of relationship as you know as as uh whatever because we didn't even have that before so and that came through being alone and understanding what was important to me. So I agree 100% to that study. And I and I definitely think it's something people should take time away to, you know, try and conceptualize and understand. Yeah. Yeah, man. I back to our conversation, yeah. That's um deep. I wanted to ask you now that you know you've brought in society and a lot about that, you know, turning 30, mm. do you feel any pressure to get, you know, married like whether it's internal, whether it's from family, whether it's from society because I hear a lot of people now that guys are getting older, like, hey, hey, and I need to start looking for a wife. And I need to tulia. Mm. Now my mom has said this, you know. Mm. Even the other day, weirdly, I went and sat at my friend's mm. house and had lunch with his family. And um, one of the first questions the mom asked me is like, I know you and my son are around the same age, so are you ready to get married? Him is saying he wants to get married this uh, year. Uh. And I'm thinking, bro, me, I think I still have another four <laughs> years on me, you know. So, uh, that's, that's funny. Um... No, I don't have any pressure to get married. Yeah. Um 
I feel like when that time comes, it will come. Yeah. You know, that it will come. Um I don't have but I do have pressure from my mom. <laughs> that one I I fully resonate with. 100% man it's like every time I have a conversation with her, she's asking me kagwe when are you getting married when are you getting married yeah. but you know it's so interesting i was talking to a lady the other day it was like my show show and she was telling me kagwe you can't get to 30 and not be married yeah yeah i was like asked what asked her why she's like when are you going to enjoy spending time with your kids yeah you know if they want to go out you can't get married at like 42 and have a kid at 46 you know you will never get to play with them Yeah. Time you're 60 something they're getting into university. So even the time you need to make money unless you become very rich by 45. You know that's what that was her example. Yeah. Um but but in in all honesty me I have no pressure man. Yeah. I have no pressure. When the time comes it will come. Um and 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 I'll be ready when it comes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that society gives people pressure that they can't handle? Like especially graduating, I don't know. Get, when you need to get your first car when you need to get your ha- first house and what are you telling people that are going through such pressure right now you know uh, i think that uh, i'm a believer in god so i believe that everything has its time yeah um and everything on god's time um so as long as you're working towards these things then i believe that they will come down the opportunity will come for you to be able to have these things you know so if you're working hard the opportunity t- will come to you know having the the chance to buy a house buy a car but and, and and setting also realistic goals um to be able to do so um but my advice would be like don't don't have any pressure to get out of uni buy a car in four years you know because at the end of the day you never know what's going to happen yeah we didn't know covid was going to come around um you know so it's also important just to plan on a day by day basis week by week month by month basis yeah and um just try and build pole pole you know it's a, it's at the end of the day it's a marathon it's not a sprint yeah and that's what i keep telling my my homies that like all these things you may see all these things happening around you but what's actually happening is very different so just try and build pole 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 and make sure that you're getting there yeah. um so that that would be my advice to like anyone who might be going through that yeah um and still on pressure yeah Now that you have a very accomplished uncle and father, do you think you feel any pressure? No. You don't feel any pressure. No, no pressure. Yeah. Um, and how do you move away from that kind of pressure? I in fact before you actually asked me about that question, I never thought about that. Well, yeah, man. I like I I feel like um they've done well from coming to the village to where they, you know, they've brought us. Uh, God has been good. But um now it's it's our to our turn to now try and build on what we've been what we've been given and that applies to everyone you know god has brought you so far or the hard work has brought you so far so now it's up to you to be able to now continue that that work ethic you know um because at the end of the day you have brothers yeah. you have sisters you have they have things they've invested in their businesses you know they have jobs that they've saved a lot for you to be able to carry on that mantle with so it's important for you to just also take that a different way you know it doesn't have to be in what they're doing but just in a way that is creating growth for what they've built um so me personally i've i've never thought about the pressure um i just do my own thing and trying to do it the best of my ability yeah yeah <clears throat> and now um what's the one misconception as a man that you had that you now totally don't have can i throw that back to you 
What? Is <laughs> <laughs> my podcast? I'm not. I shouldn't be answering too many questions. <laughs> But um, wow. Can I tell one thing? I would say, yeah, I can answer. Is that men are not allowed to cry? Yeah, that's the same thing I was actually gonna say. Yeah, you know, like I definitely think that is one thing that guys probably cry a lot alone. Yeah, I think a lot of guys cry alone and you cannot t- seem to be crying unless you are extremely boozed number one. Yeah. yeah. Or your favorite team has won the Champions League, you know? Those those things are allowed to, to you know, cry. like if Arsenal wins the Champions League, even me I'll cry. You yeah. know, I'm like I'm just joking. <laughs> But yeah. um like apart from those very separate sort of incidents Like normal life, at the, you'll be shouted at and you cry. Guys will look at you like, bro, man, what's up? Yeah. Um, but I definitely think crying is a very good release. It is. Yeah, it's done in the right way. I mean, obviously not all the time, but yeah. done in the right way. Yeah. But I feel like that's something that, you know, should be accommodated just a bit more. It's the same thing I was actually going to say. Yeah. I was going to say, like, as a man, if you, you know, expressed emotion and everything, yeah. it made you less than a man. But I don't think so. I think it, as a matter of fact, it makes you even a match you know a much stronger man you know yeah because yeah, make can clearly stand on this podcast and say i think i've seen majority of my boys cry yeah i think i definitely have i haven't seen one there's one guy who's been jifanying <laughs> but you'll find him there's one guy who knows himself when he watches this podcast yeah. but there's yeah but i definitely think it's very healthy man yeah yeah even me personally if there's one thing i think i think it's very healthy yeah i think it's healthy it's a good um, release and You said you read a lot. Yeah. I know you read a lot because I see some of the books you read. Oh. I try and look for the audiobook to listen because I'm not much of a reader. Yeah. But what's the most important book you think you've read and why? Or what's the most important lessons you've picked up from a few books that you know you'd suggest a young man out there or even a young lady out there that should read and could change their life potentially other than the Bible. I actually haven't read the Bible. I need to read oh. the Bible. Even me. I keep lying after the first chapter but no, but anyway um i think it's a book i read recently it's called uh, zen and the art of saving the planet um so it basically talks about meditation yeah when i picked it up i thought it was about saving the planet you know like going sustainable and green energy etc but it's more of just being able to be in tune with um with yourself uh, which was a pleasant surprise because i always wanted to try and learn how to meditate um, i was i've been trying to read watch youtube about youtube channels about how to meditate but the book i would definitely ask a lot of people to read is called zen and the art of saving the planet it teaches you about just emotional balance teaches you about peace um the people that you place around you you know a lot of the time you you may want to have friends but the energy that's in the room with your friends is not the energy that you want to receive you know it also teaches you about clarity of thought being able to spend 10 to 20 minutes with yourself just basically trying to understand um, what you're trying to accomplish in the day accomplish in the week um then it has bits of how to meditate yeah. um which i think is now becoming a big thing and is actually very healthy mentally and physically um so that would definitely be a book that i would, I would ask anybody to read yeah yeah 
I watched one of your <coughs> previous videos. Yeah. I think you did it with what KTN NTV, I don't know. Which one? Uh KTN. KTN. Uh-huh. And you don't yeah. know. NTV. <laughs> TV. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, you I guys who cut that word. We'll yeah, do the homework. We'll do our homework. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. NTV, yeah. talked a lot about mentorship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have a mentor? And what, you know, what kind of role has that played in your life? And what's the importance of having a mentor? And to any young man out there, are you open for mentorship? Um, I would say that I haven't had a mentor. Yeah. I've had guys that I look up to. Like, uh, you know, like, yeah, that I look up to, that's correct. Um, and guys that, you know, that I, I kind of like seek out to understand how they've done what they've done, how they've gotten to where they are um, based on like how vulnerable they have been around me. So for instance, there's a, there's a cousin of mine who like seven, 10 years ago spoke about therapy and he'd been to therapy. And that time they were like, bro, you've been to therapy, like, what the hell is wrong with you, you know? But that stuck in my mind over the 10 years. So then when I was going through a tough time in my life, I decided, you know, I studied psychology, but I never wanted to, to actually practice psychology. So I was aware about what counseling and, and, and therapy was about. Um, then because of his influence in my life, I decided to take the step to check out therapy. therapy. And best thing that ever happened to me, by the way, I would urge anyone to do that for three to six months. Best thing to ever you can ever do for to yourself. And then, um, yeah, and and because of his influence in just mentioning that in a statement, I I, I seeked him out and and basically asked him about it and all that type of stuff. And then we became close friends and have been close friends now, and not just cousins. So how I've gone about life is just basically seeing people that I I identify things that they like. I mean, that they have that I would love to have, whether it's a good personality, able to speak well publicly, um, who do well in their career. Um, that's how I've gone about it. I've never, I wouldn't say I've had a mentor, but I would definitely say it's good to have a mentor. Yeah. Yeah. But also I feel like you can't stick to one mentor because he's only going to teach you one way of thinking. True. You know, so you also need to be able to diversify, like find different characteristics that you like. Yeah. You know, don't just stick to this guy. Maybe he's good at making money, but he's terrible with people. You <laughs> yeah. know, so uh, he's rich, but he doesn't have a good life. You know, you, you can't laugh with everyone. You know what I mean? And I, so you want to be well, well-rounded, well-balanced. Well balanced. Um, and, and, and I think that's critical if, 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 if you are looking for a mentor or mentors. Yeah. Do you have one? No. Okay. But like you said, I have a lot of people that I look up to as Dope. well. And that, you know, I have different conversations with them. Yeah. Based on what at that moment of my life, um, you know, looking to learn. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, there's the guys for, yeah, I went through one, two, three, you know, how do I, you know, bounce back? Yeah. Yeah. There's the one for, you know, financial. There's the one for spiritual. Yeah. Like, like you said, a bit of a balance. Yeah. And it's very hard to find one man that's not that busy. Yeah. You know, that yeah. can deliver to you. But you know, that. also, bro, I also think like if, if um, if somebody acknowledges that you're seeking their help, they, they'll make time for you. Yeah. You know, and that's also part of being a good mentor. Because yeah. you, you cannot be a mentor who never makes time for the guys who you want to mentor, if that makes sense, right? Yeah, so part of being a good mentor is also making time for the people who are seeking you out, um, which I think is, 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 is super important. Yeah, but you know, it's hard. Like I told you, Nairobi life moves very fast, you know. Yeah. Broke, and <clears throat> that's why I said like, <clears throat> for me, 
I, for me like we need to take a mentorship a bit more serious and you know like have like locked in dates mm. to say on this date I'll meet this guy you know talk about this you know have it diarized and then you catch up on it on the next one so you never really you know forget not that you're seeing a guy once after yeah. every few months yeah like it beats the whole purpose of you know how many people do you think in your squad have uh, have mentors <laughs> zero zero yeah even me zero yeah what about you guys do you guys have mentors <laughs> yeah you do or oh, dope man yeah i don't think So if you had five friends, me had five friends and you two are my friends. That's probably two in what? Yeah. Two in 25. Yeah. That's a ratio of two to every 25 individuals have a which is very But low. Do you think men are scared for asking for mentorship because of they're scared to ask for help? It's something I don't think it's I think it's something that is not a part of our culture. Yeah. Uh, I feel like if you go to the states, if you go to Europe, you know, you probably find mentorship programs as soon as you get to uni yeah. all that type of stuff but i i think here it's something that's slowly starting to build up but i don't think it's part of our culture you know i think uh, i i don't know like when you went to uni were there mentorship programs can you remember no i don't think yeah even me i can't remember oh wait i think i had a mentor and stuff i just never met them so you never met your mentor Yo, like our times for timetables were not timetabling if you know what i mean yo but then you yeah we have to cut this my brother <laughs> But I'm joking anyways yeah you know like yeah it just wasn't I don't know man you know like yeah or you we were taught that it's important your mentor is your dad yeah you know what I mean yeah. so yeah I I don't know if that's something that will change but yeah from 20 to 30 yeah what do you think is the most important lesson you've learned about friendship um loyalty, honesty and vulnerability. Yeah. I think that is the personally for me that that was my biggest experience. Yeah. Being loyal to a certain or to or to guys. You know that thing of having your back. Guys use it very loosely. True. But there are times when you're in the dark and you realize who actually rolls with you. You know, there could be times where you're going through a heartbreak. Yeah. Yeah. And guys are and there's some guys who just don't want to be associated with you because you're emotionally messy. True. Yeah, but there's but there are other guys who understand what you're going through and want to help you, right? There are times when you're broke, you have no money, and guys don't want to be associated with you because you have no money. Yeah. But the other guys who are willing to support you so that you can get back on your feet, right? That to me is loyalty. Right? Understanding um and and just being vulnerable in in being able to express what is what it is you're going through so i think those are three very important um uh, things that i've learned in my 20s man just having loyal friends um uh, being in, vulnerable enough to speak about your position in life currently and uh, just being honest to say what's up you know um one of the biggest things that happened to me in my 20s in my friendship is that i cosanded with my best friend yeah and we cosanded over 1000 bob Yeah that 1000 bob made us made, made us not speak for two years. Yeah. But you know I usually we usually roll in like three. So the guy in the middle had to balance his time. Yeah, nothing I know what is so called as hell. Yeah, yeah. The guy in the middle had to balance his time between me and the other guy. So it was very awkward because we all used to hug out in the same joints, yeah. Um but eventually when we became friends again 
we realized that the reason we concerned for two years is because we were not vulnerable enough to speak about our position. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, we were still loyal to each other as friends. So I think, um, I think that is, th- those, those are three things that I would say are very important yeah. from my perspective. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> as we come to the end of this thing, um, you know, I usually ask my guests two questions. So the first one is, um, if you're in my shoes, what, or if you're in my seat, what question would have you asked yourself that I didn't get the chance to ask you? Or I might have forgotten to ask you. Um, are the sacrifices you've made in life this thus far, have they been worth it? Yeah. So have they been worth it? I thought I was asking you. <laughs> no, no, I'm asking you. Yeah. It gives you a chance to answer something that I didn't give you. Yeah, yeah. I definitely think I definitely think the sacrifices I made so far have definitely been worth it. Yeah. I definitely think I sit here in front of you as a happy person. Yeah who knows himself as opposed to a person that is um, pressured into being somebody he's not, you know, and being into places that he doesn't want to be in. Um, yeah, so I, I definitely think the journey's been painful and long, but it's been good. And <clears throat> before I even get to the last question, it's something maybe I might have forgotten to ask you is, um, what do you do to remain happy or, you know, are these steps that you're taking? I see you constantly go to the gym. How does that work for you? Man, I've been trying to add weight for like <laughs> five years, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we try to look like Johnny Bravo for five years. It's not working well. Yeah. But um, I mean, at, yeah, I mean, the things I, I do to stay happy is just stay in routine. Yeah. I'm, I'm very routine in terms of how I go about my day and my weeks. And um, and that's what keeps me sane, keeps me happy, you know. And I'm um, just consciously trying to be the best person I can be, man. Yeah. Whether that's for my family, for people I care about, um, and just making time to also be here for good friends, you know, um, supporting as well. Um, just trying to be holistically the best person I can be for everyone that I, I know and I appreciate. Of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and to the last question... <coughs> What's the most important lesson you've learned in your life? How was your life before that? And now that you've learned the lesson, how's your life after? Damn, man, you have to break that again. Break that down okay. again. So, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <clears throat> what's the most important lesson you've learned in your life? Yes. Okay. How was your life before learning that lesson? And how's your life um, after learning that lesson? So I could give you an example. Not okay. that this is my important lesson. It's just off the top of my head. Um, time management. So before I learned time management, I'd give my time to any Tom, Dick, and Harry. You know, mm. like I'd spend time with everyone. Mm. But once I realized how valuable my time is, yeah, I started choosing how to spend, spend my time, time and deciding that if I've booked this to do this on this day, you're going to do. Then it. I will do this on this day, no matter what party comes up, unless it's something urgent. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I think mine would be being uncomfortable. Um, I think, like, basically for a long time, like, I was, being comfortable was like, okay, we're here, we're just going to live life, you know, it's going to, life is just going to pass by us, you know, until you learn that, I read a quote the other day, it was so deep, man, I hope I I quote it right, but the guy just said that um, um, being comfortable will destroy you and being uncomfortable will build you. 
And so the more that you put yourself in situations where you're uncomfortable, right, is is where you will start to learn more about yourself and also be able to understand what you're capable of as an individual, right? So whether that means putting yourself out there, whether that means speaking more in public, whether that means um, putting content out on a regular basis, etc. You never know um, who you'll be able to touch, what difference you'll be able to make, and what opportunities will come your way by being uncomfortable. Um, so I think that that was something I learned, something I've adapted to, and something that I think is 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 going to help me um, eventually reach where I'm trying to go. Yeah, it's crazy that you said that because um, I think um, the reel I posted last Thursday. Yeah, you know now when they look at this, like two Thursdays ago, mm. um, it was about being you know uncomfortable and you know stepping um outside your comfort zone and. Like for me, one of the things I've promised myself to do, is, for what I had promised myself from last year to do is, you know, do things that make me uncomfortable. You know, do things that scare me, you know. For the longest time, I've been scared of heights. Still am, but I decided to go ziplining. That's nice. You know, and I realized the adrenaline was mad. Is it? Uh, but you started to enjoy it eventually, enjoyed, right? Yeah, like, yeah, no. yeah. I was asking the guy, can I go again? Get it, yeah. no, it's too late. Uh, We're closing. Yeah. But before the guy pushed me down because I was asking him, oh, bro, is it too late to get a refund? You know, I was like, <laughs> okay, is it too late to get a refund? He's like, no, 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 you can't. Just but you're already tired at everything. I'm tired, nee, nee, nee. Like, yeah. And I was like, you know, like even the view, the wind, you know, you, it was such, you know, a nice feeling. Yeah. Know? I'm sure in a way it puts you, you're in a peaceful place as yeah. you're getting from one point to the, the other. other. Yeah. You're conquering your fear. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's what life is like. Because a lot of the time we're told what we can't do. Yeah. You know, we're told to be realistic. But being realistic is only realistic in your eyes. You know what I mean? What what you claim to be realistic is not what I claim claim to be realistic. Maybe I, I think that is very achievable, you know? Um, so being uncomfortable and dealing with your fears, I think, is a great place to be in your life. And definitely more guys should do it. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you have anything else you want to share with us, you know, anything that might have inspired you or if you have any questions. No, I think it's been a, a dude. I think I've shared everything that I had in my mind over the past like week or so. Yeah, but I just I love your podcast, dude. Keep keep doing what you're doing. Sure. Keep posting on on LinkedIn. I'm sure there'll be great opportunities for you and your team. Um, hopefully down the down the line. Yeah, just keep believing, man. All right, bro. Thank you so much, you know, for coming, for taking your time, um, to being you know part of this podcast. And uh, like I said in the intro, like once I thought of this podcast, you are one of the people that I wanted, you know, to come to speak about because personally me, I look up to you, bro. Thank you, man. Like appreciate I appreciate a lot of the stuff you do. And I'm like, you know, that that's a good place to mm. be mm. for a man like him, you know, so mm. continue your hard work as well. I'm um, here to support you. you. Shout out TikTokster. Um, for those of you guys who have tuned in from home, thank you so much for taking your time to come and vibe with us for another weekend. Um, remember just to kick it as a blessing. Thank you. See you next week and God bless you. Goodbye.